You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 80 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we're on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members on the subscription tier on versusmikehistory.com. You know, it's like um, all those things you said exist before the word exists. You know, the rhythm exists, the color exists. Even the feeling and the sound, the syllable, the vowel, you know, the, the utterance. Mm. The word is sort of the last thing to sort of uh, uh, emerge from all of that. You can feel the emotion uh, before you even know what that emotion is going to make you <laughs> say, right? It's the emotion that's popping along and it's actually rhythmic, mm. you know, the, yeah. Yeah, because I think people's lives are rhythmic. Peace, family. We are back for another episode of Versus Mike History. I hope everybody is doing well out there. Um, we are gearing up for a holiday season. Christmas is upon us. Hanukkah is upon us. Kwanzaa is upon us. Uh, yeah, a little festive. But um, overall, it's been a pretty smooth uh, month so far. You know, this this year's just been coasting by. The end of the year has been coasting by, and I'm really just been planning on, you know, uh, getting everything in order for the new year and making sure that the podcast can be as good as it can be while expanding on to bigger and better things. Um, that being said, I hope everybody's being safe. You know, uh, COVID's flaring back up over here on the East Coast. Um I don't know about everywhere else, but, you know, make sure you're staying safe out there. And, uh, yeah, you know, a few things happened in the news. I'll touch on some things and uh, we'll get into some some good topics. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. As always, we got to lead with love. And this week, I want to show love to the people who don't have their families in their lives. So they treat their friends like their family. That was a mouthful. But yeah, shout out to everybody who doesn't get the time to end with their family during the holidays so they make best do with their friends and they build those connections that way. Um, You guys are great. And, you know, everybody doesn't always have the most ideal relationship with their parents. So the people who make time and space for their friends to get out and have holiday cheer and things like that are really important for society. And um uh, for the culture so thank you shout out to you and let's go ahead and move on okay guys let's go ahead and get into some news so i'm gonna start with tyler the creator and i'm getting this from fast company so tyler the creator's new golf lafleur line is a travel fantasy extravaganza uh tyler who fast company profiled in 2008 propelled to fame in his late teens as a creative core of the la-based music collective odd future in 2013, he launched the Golf Wing brand as an eccentric take on skate and streetwear, reflecting his personal style. But Okonoma, 30, never left L.A. before the age of 19 and a decade of experiences later, along with a pair of number one albums, 
a Grammy and partnerships with Converse and Gucci, his tastes have evolved. Golf Lafleur mirrors his current coif uh, style. It includes mohair, mohair sweaters and tortoiseshell buttons, silk down, silk button downs, and rounded collars and screen printing on the back. Pleated pants designed to hang a bit shorter at your ankles and fairy ushanka hats. Subtle touches like flower buttons and wavy pockets. Soft in the formality like a smile. Okanama has literally worn Lafleur samples to public events. He previously released a few collaborations under the Lafleur moniker alongside Colin Verst, Lacoste, and Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. So, all in all, it looks like Tyler is fully going fully into his vision of golf lafleur being a full rounded brain with fragrances clothing uh furniture and you know bags and such i think it's dope that he's finally being able to create the brand that he really wants to after uh being able to test drive so many different ideas and projects with different brands and stuff like that um seeing his rise in streetwear in general is very inspirational because I feel like Tyler is one of the few people who we really got to see um, express his journey publicly. Like he had public and open relationships with these brands like Converse and Lacoste and things like that. And we got to see him consistently evolve along with his music. And that's all really dope. All right, next up, I'm getting this from Podcast Business Journal, and I'm reading that iHeart Podcasters want to unionize. So, 125 members working in the iHeart Podcast Network division say they have been encouraged to embrace the dynamism of startup culture without any of the associated benefits. They have signed union cards to organize with the Writers Guild of America. The Writers Guild of America East has called on management to voluntarily recognize the union, our media corporate, and Oh, had no comment on the matter. When we asked the Writers Guild for specific names behind the letter below, we were told to attribute it to the iHeart Podcast Union. CEO Bob Pittman has said during iHeart Media, earning podcast division is profitable for the company. The company reported $156 million in podcast revenue through the first nine months of 2021. So, yeah, um, this is why I encourage everybody to own the rights to their own podcast because such a simple production can garner you a lot of money in the long run if you know how to leverage your brand properly because if you let it slip into the hands of a corporate giant they will squeeze and squeeze and squeeze until there's nothing left and they will leave you with the scraps so not to be so negative but you know this is just an example of um, a big company buying out a lot of networks and small shows just to not give the return back on the promises that they've been giving as a company so it is what it is okay so more news here minority owned tech company launches the first smartphone that pays you back for everyday use and i'm getting this from black enterprise so bear with me if you're going to live on your smartphone why not get paid for it that was the first thought behind Zimbezi launching the first ever smartphone that pays users for usage. Zimbezi, pronounced Zambezi, the minority-owned technology company producing cutting-edge fintech, recently launched its first flagship smartphone, the Z2. 
founded by Benjamin Aubin and Alpesh Patel. The new innovative smartphone is the phone that pays you and can earn users an average of $10 per month in cash rewards for searching, sharing, and shopping with the Zimbizi app ecosystem. Every Z2 phone comes with its own free Visa debit card that allows you users to redeem and spend their rewards anywhere that accepts Visa. The phone also serves as a smart point of sale terminal where U.S. approved small businesses can now accept payments directly from their Zimbezi smartphone. This all sounds very exciting. Um, the fact that technology is advancing to the point where, you know, we can treat our phones as a point of sale. Um, where this technology is allowing our phones to pay us back for the content that we indulge in all day, every day. And, um, you know, with the exciting world of cryptocurrency uh, right ahead of us, you know, all of these technologies coming together sound like a wonderful thing for a prosperous future. And the fact that two minorities, one specifically black, founded this company is absolutely amazing. So kudos and shout out to these guys. All right, and I have here King Karun launches new series, Hiking with Rappers. And I'm getting this from BNC, so bear with me. Karun's latest hit is Hiking with Rappers, which is a six-episode interview series where Karun takes your favorite rappers on a physically challenging hike in their favorite Timbaland boots. Progressively, the trail gets more intense, and so does the interview. He has interviewed Lil' Kim, Big Sean, Fat Joe, Coy Ray, Rick Ross, and Quavo of the Migos. Hiking with Rappers with Complex and Timbaland airs Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Complex's YouTube channel. Now, the reason why I brought it up on a podcast is because I thought that it was a pretty interesting concept to bring rappers on a hike as uh, a concept of an interview series. I think that um, as we get into more different diverse types of media it's important to like keep fresh ideas and you know uh hiking is not something that a lot of black people indulge in so seeing your favorite entertainers getting some exercise in in a natural environment sounds like a pretty dope concept and i'm definitely gonna check it out so yeah all right and last up i have here that diddy is trying to buy back sean john brand out of bankruptcy and i'm also getting this from bnc Hip-hop legend and entrepreneur Sean Diddy Combs is making an effort to buy his Sean John brand back out of bankruptcy. He has bid $3.3 million to buy the assets of the fashion and lifestyle brand he created in 1998, according to Bloomberg. Global Brand Groups, which is a firm that specializes in bankrupt brand management, owns 90% of the Sean John brand through a commercial enterprise with a three-time Grammy Award winner, according to court papers filed on December 8th. Since May, GBG has been seeking out buyers for Sean John. Combs has sold the majority of the brand to GBG in 2016. Um, I fully endorse and support Diddy buying back Sean John. I think right now is the perfect time for um, black creators to be in the seat, in the driving seat of their own brands. And I feel like we have the most to add to these brands and the most value to add to them. And, um, you know, the pandemic hit everybody hard. So why don't we uh, go ahead and get get our assets back? Because that was a nice little flip. Diddy sold it for a bunch of money and now he's buying it back for the low. So go get your brand. Go get your paper. Um, this news is very interesting and comes at an important time, seeing as we just lost 
somebody important to us in the fashion world, uh, that being Virgil Abloh. And it gives the opportunity to Diddy to collaborate with up and coming designers who may want to collaborate with the brand or who may want to design for the brand in general. And I think that um, a brand like Sean John with the notoriety that it has across the globe would be the perfect fit to, uh, you know, um, take the reins as one of the leading brands of the culture once again. So I hope that everything falls in place the way it's supposed to. And yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into some word of mouth. So over this past weekend was the Free Larry Hoover concert, which uh, premiered on Amazon Prime and Twitch, um, courtesy of Kanye West and Jay Prince and Drake. Um, And the concert was dope. I didn't get the opportunity to see the entire stream. Because I don't think that Amazon Prime has it up anymore. Uh, But I did get to see certain clips that were released on social media. And I do. uh, And I did enjoy some of the performances. Like I thought it was dope that uh, Drake got to perform 24 and other little things such as that. Uh, But it was funny because a lot of people on social media were saying that this was secretly Kanye doing the verses with Drake and Kanye smoked him. So it was nice to see Kanye getting his flowers over the weekend for his uh, stadium status performances and his records. Uh, and yeah, and it was it was also interesting to see how people reacted to the set and the specific songs that Drake decided to uh, come out to the concert with. So all in all, I think it was um, an interesting project altogether. It's cool that Kanye and Drake finally put this fake beef behind them because Obviously, it was coordinated and marketed uh, by their camps for months on end. And even if there were real emotions involved, uh, it was clearly people who um, had nothing to do with their personal lives getting involved and trying to turn a dollar. Um, That's what at least what it looks like to me. This event went well, though. Uh, There were no negative uh, events that happened at the event. And, um, you know. Hopefully it brings attention to the case of Larry Hoover and um, gets him out. All right, let's go ahead and get into some UFC that happened over the weekend. So Juliana Pena uh, surprised Amanda Nunez with a quick tap at UFC 269. I'm very upset because I did not get to see this fight, but Nunez did get put down a few times during this fight. And... um. You know, she wants a rematch. The cyborg wants a rematch. But Juliana Pena, she says she's already said that she's not too quick to want to get a rematch in with her. Um, understandably so, because Cyborg's a monster. But um, all in all, it was a huge upset. And I'm very surprised that it happened. And still very, very upset that I did not get the chance to see it. So, yeah. I also want to touch on the awesomeness of Meg Thee Stallion graduating from Texas Southern University. Uh, first of all, those graduation picks came out absolutely amazing. But uh, more importantly, I think that it's um, uh, it shows a really good sign of character that she decided to finish her uh, college journey and get her degree. Uh, despite all the success that she's seen since she started college, 
I think that uh, she sets a really great example for young women and black people in general to finish out their college degrees and to get an education and the importance of an education. And um, I don't want anyone to downplay the amount of dedication that it must have took for her to graduate from college while being a a-list celebrity you know um that type of dedication shouldn't go over your head and it shouldn't go it shouldn't lay on deaf ears how um inspirational and how hard working you have to be to reach a certain level as she did while also being able to obtain her degree so shout out to make the stallion and congratulations all right let's go ahead and get into some new music so the fourth quarter is upon us which means that the best music season is indeed here and everybody is coming through with their joints so first and foremost we have rick ross with richer than i ever been that's his full length lp rick ross is one of my favorite rappers so i have this in uh constant rotation ever since it's come out uh mac Hami delivers balance cho which is hot candles and creole uh i've started to listen to that i have not gotten through it completely but i fuck with it shout out to my commie jersey uh a boogie comes through with before ava which is a boogie versus artist i'm assuming that's a project that's on the way i'm really working with this uh tory lanes he delivers alone at prom i have not listened to this project yet but i'm hearing very good things about it and yeah in terms of singles Masego has favorite tings. Jim Jones and Migos deliver. We set the trends. Lucky Day with Candy Drip. Tierra Wack actually delivers uh, a project with uh, her pop EP. Uh, Earth Gang delivers the single American Horror Story. Earl Sweatshirt and Armand Hammer have Tabula Raza. Um, Doughboy, Roddy Rebel, and 42 Doug have Ain't My Fault. And yeah, you know, it's been a really interesting music cycle because a lot of people have been popping up. Wiz Khalifa, Cardo, and Sledgerin have a project out called Wiz Got Wings. I have not listened to that project yet. Alicia Keys has a double album out called Keys. I have not listened to that yet. PNB Rock has an album out called To Get You Through the Rain. Oh, this is an EP, excuse me. I have not listened to that yet either. Juice World has a project out, Fighting Demons, RIP to that young man. Uh, Nina has an album out called Just Cause. We also have a collaboration between Big Boy and Sleepy Brown called Big Sleepover. That looks dope. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that. Polo G with Hall of Fame 2.0. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that. Sorry, guys. I'm trash, but I'm just I'm just reporting it. Nardo Wick with Who Is Nardo Wick. I have not gotten to listen to that, but I'm definitely going to because. Um, that me or some track is is some heat, and yeah, that's pretty much it with music this week. Okay, let's get into some movies, TV, and trailers. So it is Spider Man Fever all over the world, and the next time you hear this podcast, I will have seen this movie. So I'm letting you know. Next week, I won't be. I won't speak on it. I'll sp- wait. Maybe I'll make like a separate video or something for it. I don't know. I'll create some content surrounding Spider-Man. But Spider-Man is coming. It's coming. Spider-Man No Way Home. 
we get to see what happens in this trip at the end of this trilogy, man, and what's leading up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's all getting exciting, man. Want to see if Andrew and Toby are in this movie? Most likely they are. They're coining this movie the end game of Spider-Man films. So we shall see what happens. In other news, we have Insecure on its next episode. Uh, I'm not going to speak too much on it because I don't want But uh, Issa is going through some issues in terms of knowing what is the right decision to make moving forward in her career and her personal life. And I think that this episode shows how flip-floppy she is, but also how um, many directions this series could take. And I really enjoy um, how real it is and how realistic it is in general and how people, you know, consider and weigh things out in their lives. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Next up, we have Succession. Succession's season finale just premiered. Uh, this season was slightly shorter than the rest because of COVID, but this was probably the best season of Succession yet. Um, this is absolutely, without a question, my favorite show on television, and it's just phenomenal in terms of writing, in terms of acting, and character building. Um, we see the kids go after dad in this episode. I won't spoil it too much. But uh, it is very interesting to see the conclusion of how everything plays out towards the end because we didn't even see them getting together in the first place. So um, it is very exciting to see the direction that this show will take in the fourth season with everything that's happening and with all the double crosses and the backdoor plays that are happening right before our eyes on this series. It's very interesting. I'm very excited to see where it goes. And the show is phenomenal. So tune into Succession. Um, I'm also keeping up with Hawkeye that's been on Disney+. Plus. That show is about to wrap up this upcoming week. Um, I am really excited. No, you know what? It has two episodes left. After It has an episode left after this episode that's coming up. But I'm really excited to see where this series leaves us because it hasn't been too interesting i'm not gonna lie but it has been very cool to see these characters that we've met in previous settings hawkeye um uh, and yelena um be introduced in a more grounded setting and then we get introduced to more grounded characters and uh supposedly we're supposed to be getting kingpin and daredevil entering the mcu <clears throat> very soon our netflix interpretations of these characters and um you know we don't know where they'll pop up first and i'm hoping that we get to see them here but hawkeye is cool and yeah that's pretty much it you know uh what am i looking forward to coming out that leonardo dicaprio movie by adam mckay uh i think it's called don't look up that's coming out on Netflix this month. I'm going to go ahead and give that a run through. Matrix Resurrections is coming out around the same time as Spider-Man. And yeah. And let's go ahead and get into Abbott Elementary. So Abbott Elementary is a new series premiering on ABC. It stars Quinta Brunson. 
and it surrounds the struggles of an elementary school teacher in Philly. I think that this show is absolutely dope. I was able to see the pilot and it's hilarious. One, two, it has a mostly black cast. And three, it paints the field in a very accurate way and in a way that people will want to see explored further. And I think that it's important for people who work in certain fields to be represented in a proper way, because I feel like in a lot of ways, education isn't necessarily represented properly in a lot of different ways on screen. And people need the people, those types of people, uh, those educators need that representation, that proper representation on screen. And they need people to know that people actually are caring for their kids in these systems. So, yeah, go ahead and check out Abbott Elementary. It's hilarious. And that is a wrap. So, as always, send comments, questions, music, and movie suggestions. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History. Follow me on Instagram at Last Name History. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Last Name History. Subscribe to our members-only subscription tier on the website. $5 a month to get exclusive interviews and other bonus content our sound selection for this week is separation of the sheep and the goats by makami so stay beautiful black people and i will see you when i see you billy z billy z Yes, yes, all the stones on my neck invisibly set, you're visibly upset, all this civil unrest, I'm physically distressed, call it how it is, not what's politically correct, say it with my chest, three words, liberty and death regardless, which party jacket and give it context, shit weak, making they critiques from an armrest, make a movie on my life that's on set, whole lot of blue and red without an S pawn test, who want this? Separation of the sheep and the boys, that's a book of revelations on the seat and the roars, I book the reservations on the beach in the poor blessings separation of the sheep and the gods separation of the sheep and the gods blessings the revelations on the seat in the walls i book the reservations on the beach in the poor blessings separation of the sheep and the gods it's looking cloudy with a chance of meatballs i keep sauce and we got enough in there to make the dinner three cost see loss and remorse in your eyes i read thoughts for the guillotine swing and knock the head clean off when i shook your hand i knew that you were soft you out here getting Left on scene, dogs. You're not on the scene, not dogs. The scene, it don't matter if you style it southpaw, frontin' like some violent outlaw. You smiles and south star, and Billy Finn lead the game exactly how he came in. See how they look, made it for being slow on my payment, waving at my arraignment, screaming. All us blacks got it, sports and entertainment until we even. Demon, you getting all this demon till these crackers decide I did something that's worthy and redeeming. Where I'm from, you won if you had your freedom. Getting 25 was the only lifetime. Dealt with bereavement, the pavement of my mind dry long before you could write anything in the semen. See what I seen, you be slumped up in the alley. I'll hear you lucky if you're not a junkie or alky. Perfect strangers, no balky. Smoke you like Korean barbecue, you know where the cow be. So holla at me if you want the throne back. Not
not bad for some gibberish and monotone rap. Separation of the sheep and the boars. Let's evoke a revelation on the sea, then the roars. I built the reservations on the beach and the port. Blessings. Separation of the sheep and the boars. Separation of the sheep and the boars. Let's evoke a revelation on the sea, then the roars. I built the reservations on the beach and the port. Blessings. Separation of the sheep and the boars.